Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. Only on Sports Radio 92.7 FM WFNZ. Straight fire. This is the Wesson Walker Show. Even the crowd knows what's coming next. Y'all, I can't explain it. I really can't. I don't know why I feel like this. I'm going to try my best to explain it. Thus is my job. I'm coming in feeling pretty good. I'm feeling good about the NBA draft and who the Charlotte Hornets just might take at number two overall. Wes, I know you're busy getting your situation ready to go for the next three hours. How are you I'm feeling ready. Right I'm now? ready. I'm how, ready. How are you feeling? Just excited. You know, anytime the uh, Queen City is having a prominent space in a sports conversation, I'm always going to be interested. I want to see how history is going to play out tonight because don't get it twisted. Tonight is historic. This pick is going to go a long way towards the future success or failure of the Charlotte Hornets. It's a big old decision. Mitch Kupchak told you that it was a big decision, and it's come down between two players. Even if he wouldn't tell you what two players they are, we all know what it is. It's going to be between Scoot Henderson and Brandon Miller. Last time I looked, which was about 30 minutes ago at the FanDuel odds, Brandon Miller was at minus 650, but had jumped up. Uh, within the last 30 minutes to minus 550. So coming back a little bit in the scoot camp, yeah. not a lot, still a considerable gap. Plus it was like three or plus 350 for scoot to be the number two overall pick. But the odds favoring Brandon Miller, they're starting to sway just a little bit, just a little bit. Bagel guy did come in on the text line and said, you're feeling good because the odds are dropping on Miller. And that is happening. That's happening just a little bit. So I want to get into everybody's feeling. You can text us, 704-570-9610. I want to know who you want to take. You've been texting it this entire pre-draft process. And here's the other thing. Really what I want to hear from is if you are in one camp or the other, if you're in the Brandon Miller camp or if you're on the scoot wagon, have you come around on the other guy? Especially for the Scoot fans, if Brandon Miller is still technically the favorite. Have you talked yourself into Brandon, or are you just going to mope and pout if Brandon is indeed the pick as a Scoot fan? 704-570-9610. Let's dive right on in. Fit, if you don't mind pulling up to the scene and opening up the doors, let's get off the bus. We look good getting off the bus. I got something to say. Damn! Cassini of The Athletic is somebody I trust, Wes. I think he's the guy to go to for NBA draft analysis. I think Jonathan Gavoni's very good, prominent, hosting that kind of coverage for the four letters that is ESPN. So the brand itself is going to draw a lot of eyes there. He's very good. But Sam Bassini's the guy that I have trusted most for the last five years or so. He's of The Athletic in his latest mock draft, which he changed, by the way. He changed it this time yesterday to Brandon Miller going number two. But overnight, he said, you know what? I'm going back to Scoot. I'm going back to Scoot Henderson as the number two overall pick. And this is why. 
He says, my impression is that the uncertainty regarding their potential decision at number two was legitimate. They didn't just bring Henderson back to Charlotte on a plane for the optics of having him come back as some kind of smokescreen. That's not why they brought Scoot Henderson and Brandon Miller in for second workouts. Miller being favored has always, at least at the beginning of this, seemed a little too presumptuous especially at the beginning of the pre-draft process. This is what Elsie writes. He says, I'm riding with Henderson to start draft day. I might be wrong. I wouldn't bet on this market either direction right now, but no one seems to be able to truly figure out where the Miller leaks are coming from as the Hornets front office is believed to largely keep things in house. What say you with a prominent guy going towards Scoot when all the other leaks are coming out for Brandon? The odds are dropping on Miller just a little bit. This is why it's always made little sense to me that everyone was so sure about Brandon going number one. He might, just don't feel certain about it. Well, I was going to tell you yesterday, I saw a mock draft uh, before we got off the air that had just come out uh, hours before when I was reading it from CBS Sports saying the Hornets were going to take Scoot Henderson in their mock draft. So uh, that that's the thing this so morning. Seen some. Yeah, we just talked about it, how we feel like there's a chance that this could still happen because I'm already seeing uh, mock drafts that still have Scoot Henderson in it even after all of the reports. So nobody knows at this point. It's just a, a very covert draft by the Charlotte Hornets. And I don't think we're going to know who the pick is until we know who the pick is. But I still think Scoot Henderson has a strong possibility of being that guy. Yeah, man. I think I think Scoot's going to be the pick for some weird reason. And you can clown me. If you guys want to, I am open to this. I'll be standing there with you, man. So if That's you fine. faint when they pick Scoot Henderson, I'll be there to catch you, okay? Yeah, thank you. Trust. Thank you. Fiddy might have to come in and help. Even if, Wes, you're doing 90% of the work catching me as I fall, yeah. maybe Fiddy can help as well. You can call me naive. I'll wear that. I'll be that if you want to call me naive or just wanting this to happen so much that I'm trying to predict it. It just feels weird, this entire process. Mitch Kupchak told you during that press availability that they have not told anyone who the pick is. Zach Lowe, Sam Vecini, other national pundits, they tell you that the Hornets are a traditional front office that don't like leaking a lot of information out of their own. The call is not coming from inside the house. It is coming from outside. So I don't know where these leaks are coming from either if no one is able to tell me where they're pinpointing it from. Even in some of the write-up from Sam again, the nonpartisan, not to bring politics, it's hilarious, I always think about that, but the nonpartisan sources, not from the Hornets or the agents' camps, right? So not from anybody that actually matters in these situations. The scouts all say, man, the Hornets aren't really going to pass up on Scoot, right? Like, you have different opinions from other people. You have different opinions that Brandon Miller is very much on the same tier, very much even better than Scoot. That's all fine. I'm not here to disregard those comments. Those are real, too. But at least with some of these other write-ups we read, it's like, man, are they really going to pass up on Scoot? And we haven't heard anything to suggest, first and foremost, that they want to go Brandon. I I was left a little, you know, a little bit juggling the information from what Mitch Kupchak said yesterday. Yeah, he wasn't very committal either way. And so you just start to think about all the things he... He talked about especially not overthinking this, but you look at Scoot Henderson, a guy that many people said if it wasn't for Victor Wembenyama, he could have been the number one pick of this draft. The mentality, the two really good workouts, all these things put together. The shooting isn't where you want it, which is still concerning in my book. Yeah. But this is still a guy that all the other things are there, plus the intangibles. 
So I feel like at this point, he would be the better selection in a lot of ways, especially the workouts. We talked about it yesterday. Brandon Miller having to get a little bit of a kick in the pants with Michael Jordan watching him and things of that nature. But uh, it's just going to be exciting. And, and I'm kind of glad that we don't know who the pick is because I like going in with intrigue. My phone will be off. I will not have alerts on. I don't want to get a leak of any sort of who the pick's going to be. I want to know in real time during the draft. All right, let's get to some of those text messages again. The number is 704-570-9610. 239 number wrote in, Brandon Miller equals Malik Monk 2.0. See, I'm conflicted on that because I love Malik Monk, but also probably not at number two as a draft pick. So that was really conflicting in my head, trying to make sense of all that. 704 said, I want Scoot. I think it's dumb to draft Miller when you've got a generational player like Scoot, who has played against grown men and dominated, plus a year younger and a chip on his shoulder. Dominates a little strong. Yeah, he didn't dominate the G League. Still was very good. Brandon Miller was very good in college basketball just last season. 704 said, Brandon Miller, Scoot okay, but concerned about the fit. Brian wrote in, guys, I'm feeling hyped about this draft. I'm on the electric scooter lane, but Jeff's interview with Paul B. and Cardi gave me some insight and excitement. Should Miller be that number two selection? Myron Goodman, last one, he wrote in, thanks to Walker, I'm off the brand, uh, the Brandon wagon, and I'm on Tram Scoot. So there have mm-hmm. been some people that have made that jump. I do want to get your final opinion on this because it's been, I know the workouts matter. We've talked about it a little bit right now. If you're the Charlotte Hornets, given all the info we have, you're Mitch Kupchak, you're Michael Jordan, whoever the final decision maker is. Who are you going with, Wes, as we go into tonight? Uh, I'm going to go ahead and say, man, I, I would go with Scoop. Uh, I really would. I've, I've talked about the off-the-court stuff with yeah. Brandon and the PR and the look with that, especially if you bring Miles back. But Scoot, man, it's just something about him, the mentality, the things that he's into, not the average mind of a man, uh, young man, his age. Then you talk about just the, the it factor, which is an overused term, but you see him in the movie Shooting Stars. The guy's already doing movies. He's already thinking about just his brand and his totality, but he puts the work in behind it. He puts what is supposed to come first first like he wants all the trappings that come with it but he knows that basketball is the vehicle for all of that and he works really hard at it and he wants it really really bad we talked about how the successful players are obsessive he is obsessive we talked about how the great players just they they just want it all that much more when you're talking about what jj reddick said about brandon ingram Scoot has that. With Brandon Miller, we're still a little bit unsure of some of those qualities. So, yeah, I would go with Scoot Henderson as well. Um, you happy? But, no, I yes. Oh, for sure. <laughs> I, I always welcome everyone to, to come aboard. There's plenty of room. See, this is this is why I'm not going to do the hater radio thing. I want y'all. Like I'm not gonna I'm not gonna be one of these people. No, you didn't like Scoot at the beginning. You're right, right. I was me. I was there. No, I want you. Uh, come aboard, everyone who yeah. loves Scoot. And then if Brandon is the pick, then that's fine. We will flip a 180 on this thing and say that Brandon Miller is going to be a good enough selection. By the way, I, I had the odds wrong at the very beginning. These things are changing, and boy, are they changing fast. I did have it at minus 550 for Brandon Miller. On FanDuel, it's dropped in the last half hour to minus 240. Ooh, okay. Wes. Wes. I mean... I think Jordan is prank calling <laughs> the bookies. He's like, hey, uh, 
going to be Brandon Miller. And he calls back 30 minutes. Hey, y'all, uh, it's going to be uh, Scoot Henderson. Why does voice change? Because uh, he wants to prank call, and that's the point of the prank call is to throw somebody Well, out. and MJ does have a deep voice, too, <laughs> so maybe you're just going with that. Uh, what, what I want to see is Michael Jordan and the meme of him looking at his tablet while watching all these reports that Brandon is the favorite, and then he's laughing at that tablet. Yes. Um, Fiddy, I want to go to you as well because we were talking in the fishbowl. You've always been Team Scoot. It seems like you've been more entrenched as the pre-draft process has come along. And also, yesterday was the last straw with some of the Brandon Miller comments against Michael Jordan, which I don't know if that helps his status as the number two pick or completely obliterates it in Paul George or Brandon Miller is fumbling the bag. Yeah, good afternoon to you, Walker. I thought when I came in the fishbowl, I was like, dude, we're drafting Scoot. That was going to get me more airtime today. Tried to kiss up to you, and now I've gotten less airtime. I'm trying to go to him in the opening segment, man, and this is the treatment I get. I but wanted to hear his opinion. I woke up like I woke up today, and I thought, dude, we're we're gonna draft Scoot. This is happening because the stuff that Brandon Miller said yesterday about the guy that could potentially draft him tonight, it doesn't help him, does it? And like, it's like here's the thing: if MJ drafts Brandon Miller, because we know how MJ is. Isn't he drafted him so we could have him in that gym one-on-one and work his butt like he probably could because Brandon Miller's not going to be elite uh, NBA defender? I want this. I want to see him and LaMelo on the same court. It'd be so fun. I man. would be basketball aroused watching those two guys <laughs> play offensive basketball. So I want this to happen as a non-Hornet fan. I want Scoot Henderson. It, this is this is the problem, too, evaluating some of the stuff that Brandon Miller has at least been talked about with the workouts, with the attitude. I don't want to paint this guy as a bad dude because that's not what I'm here to do. I, I don't want this to be some indictment against him. It really is a love of what Scoot can bring. But those comments, it's just weird. The comments against Michael Jordan, it, it's okay if Brandon is saying, I didn't grow up watching him, so I've always been a Paul George fan. Even with the ridiculousness of the comment being Paul George is my goat, okay. It's crazy wrong. It's also weird. Oh! Are you serious? Go ahead, man. Well, I'm. A, I'm. This I'm better ex- be good, man. Well, You've been excited. teasing the last couple times. You know, look, it's not news. It's not breaking oh. news. But a Shams tweet: Scoot Henderson is gaining serious momentum at Whoa. number two. Okay, all right, that was good. All righty. With the Charlotte <laughs> Hornets in tonight's NBA draft. Whoa. Yeah, how fast are you gonna order the jersey? I don't know. Because you better get a jersey, man. I need time to breathe, okay? I don't want to be this emotional sports radio host, but I am but I am the emotional sports radio host Do right it. now. It's good radio. The Scoot Train, it's running, baby. Get, get your ticket. All aboard. Scoot, Scoot! All aboard. Scoot, Scoot! We take it into the <laughs> next segment. It's Wesson Walker, Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. McDonald's is not new to chicken. So maybe stop questioning their chicken cred and get your hands on the McCrispy. Juicy fried chicken, buttery bun, unmatched pickle to chicken ratio. Yeah, they know what they're doing. In fact, we can honestly say they're not new to chicken. They're true to chicken. The McCrispy. Only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. 
Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. and Walker Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. Fitty was mad he didn't get any airtime, but then he created some, damn it. That's why I'm dynamic. Take that, Shrop. We got a Shams tweet. Everybody shut the hell up. Scoot Henderson is gaining serious traction to be the number two overall pick for the Charlotte Hornets. We've seen the odds drop. I saw the odds get to as high as about I think it got to, I know it got to 650. I think it got to 750. It might have not gotten that high, but I know it got to 650. And then just within even the last hour, it's been start, starting to shrink and shrink and shrink to where I'm actually refreshing the FanDuel page. This is just what I've been going to the entire time. And so with that latest report, you see the odds for the number two pick. Oh, God. Big old change. Yeah. You guys ready? Minus 700 for Scoot Henderson. I will say that again. I refreshed it. (laughs) Mind you, I just went to the, we can go back to the first segment. And I told you that they were still favoring Brandon. Scoot Henderson odds right now to be the second overall pick. Minus 700. Brandon Miller plus 420. Monster dramatic. It's over. Monster swing. Holy hell. It's over. So so here's something that's been interesting to me, and I don't know if anybody else has found this interesting on the text line, too. Please partake, if you will, 704-570-9610. To watch the odds this closely, because we've all been very invested in this, it's been interesting to see the kind of effect that Shams, Woj, popularity has on the odds. Because... Woj hopped on SportsCenter on Wednesday or Tuesday. I forget the day. I think maybe even Tuesday, if I'm not mistaken. So he hopped on Tuesday. It was at like 6 p.m. People were tweeting about what Woj had to say. Woj said that Brandon Miller is the focus of the Charlotte Hornets number two draft pick. Okay, so that happened at 6, but the odds were still in Scoot's favor. It took a little while for them to switch. And then Evan Sidery, I believe of ESPN2, recirculated that clip of Woj dropping that bomb. And then that started to pick up steam on Twitter. The odds started to shift a lot more in Brandon Miller's favor. Shams comes out with this kind of bomb. Boom. Flip it on its head. Minus 700 for Scoot. It's been fascinating to see Vegas go with some of these reports. And even not even not even the timing, Wes. Like even the popularity, as it gains steam, it goes. Yes, I have an understanding of how these things work, right? I do. It's just been funny to see the roller coaster that is the odds around number two overall because of what everybody has been reporting. Yeah, and I mean, this has been just shocking to see. I don't think in my lifetime, and I don't pay attention to odds, Minute by minute, but to see something change so quickly from right. us starting the show and it being one way to something being so lopsided the other way, uh, I, I think it's a done deal. I don't know what they've heard. I don't know what's going on between the time that we came on the show and now for them to change the odds in this favor. But I do think this second workout probably did have a big impression on them. And, and I really do think 
that the fact that Brandon Miller performed better with MJ in the building, I think that that left a mark on the Hornets to where they felt like, okay, why weren't you ready the first time like that? To me, that's that's just regular human nature to, to question something like that. I don't think they liked it. And I, and at the end of the day, too, I, I just said with the way that Scoot is, everything that we know, he would appeal to Michael Jordan. And I think Michael wants guys who are just, for the overused term in sports, a dog of dogs. And I think Scoot fits into that category. And I think he likes that and wants that on that team. Yeah, just for people that are writing in, can you explain some of the odds to us that don't gamble? 864 said, how is the switch so crazy? So just to give you an idea, right? I I looked this up a half hour before the show started, and it was minus 650 for Brandon Miller. Okay, I have it in the rundown. I haven't even changed it because things have been going so far. It was, excuse me, it was minus 550 for Brandon Miller plus 280. It means that you have to bet $550 to get $100 back on Brandon. For Scoot, you would have to bet $100, and if you do that, you get 280 Just to show you the favorites, if they're the favorite, it makes it harder to get your money back, but you can still do it, right? So the thing is, minus $550 for Brandon Miller at the start or half half hour before the show, now it's minus 700 just to explain that to everyone. I got a way. I got another way, too, to, to help them. Okay, what's up? It's like you uh, take someone out to dinner and you tell them how much you love them and that you want to marry them the next day. And you tell them everything they want to hear. And then the next day when they're getting dressed for the wedding, you're at the altar with someone else. Oh, That's what type of flip we're talking about here, folks. Okay, <laughs> do you understand that? Can you dig that? I can dig that. Yes, <laughs> I can dig it. As Shaq asked me once upon a time. We're getting some great text in here, too, by the way. So, Trophy Husband, he wrote in, Walker, I'm going to be so disappointed if you do not take a scooter to 1058 later on today. <laughs> it's so, raining. It's nasty. Come on now. Y'all want my dog I, out there? That's, the, but with the Come scooter, on now. That's okay. That's fine. Uh, Catfish Gumby, probably my favorite name on the text line. Easy now. Still time for MJ to screw this up. This is a person that has been pained before by the Charlotte Hornets, and I respect your opinion, Catfish Gumby. Brian said that he's shoveling that J. Cole, C-O-A-L, shoveling that J. Cole to power the scoot train. Oh, scoot, okay. Scoot. <laughs> That's what changed the odds. You think I, me doing that? I pulled the audio, okay. sent it to the Hornets, and that's what changed the odds while we were in commercial break. I'm very convincing. 704 said, Wes, I love you. It's over. Gave me straight chills. Okay. You said, it's over. Yeah. It was a little Vince Carter 2000 dunk contest to ask from you. Tell him I appreciate that. Whoever said that, I love him too. <laughs> Moose, also, <laughs> Moose wrote in, said, Brandon Miller shaded MJ just now, saying he saw him airball a free throw. Scoot is the pick confirmed. Yeah, that's what I love about this too. I also saw somebody uh, put in, um, maybe MJ kept leaking Brandon Miller to get better odds on Scoot. And then, of course, Scoot would be the pick. That'd be a little shady, but it's a great point. Yeah, it's a great point. Definitely. <laughs> it's at least a good joke. It's at least a good joke. I do want to ask you, though, because that was the point I was making before we had the necessary breaking news sounder about Scoot being uh, a, a not a runaway favorite, but very much so the favorite now. The point I was making is, it's not that Brandon Miller is is throwing shade at Michael Jordan. It's not that he's saying Paul George is his personal goat, because that's fine, okay? It's very wrong. It's a little weird. But if you wanted to say that as this is the guy I grew up 
idolizing more than anybody else because that's who I kind of fashioned my game after. I just was a big fan of his ever since he was drafted. Cool. It the, the tone, it just felt off to me. And it's not a reason I wouldn't draft him number two. Like, I'm trying to make sense of this myself as I say it on the mic. It just fell off, Wes. And I know you had that similar feeling. Don't put it past MJ. The I'm, pettiness is real. <laughs> he could listen to that sound bite and be like, I don't want that bleepity bleep in my locker room. We know how he gets down. We've seen multiple stories, multiple tales, whatever you want to call it, of MJ. I would not put it past him at all to hear that sound bite and then be like, I don't want this guy around this, that, and the third. Who does he think he is talking about me? Plus, the fact that don't put it past Mike to feel some type of way about him calling Paul George to go, even if you dismiss it as utter stupidity I could still see Mike being like is this guy serious like we know the thing that he had with LeBron and the whole goat thing and 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 I think Mike feels aware about that too but I definitely could see him looking at that soundbite and that adding fuel to the fire already to what was I guess a a a lackluster first workout that he had and then the workout that he had recently where they said that he was better. But I could see that being the cherry on top for them saying, no, nah, I want Scoot. All right, well, now it's a it's a complete roller coaster. You should not feel good about anything because now the odds, I continue to refresh FanDuel. Oh, and no. Scoot Henderson is now minus 380. Brandon Miller's plus 240. I do wonder what the effect is of some of the heavy money coming in on Scoot Henderson, if that's like just trying to balance each other wild. out. We're, we're going to see. We're going to see exactly what happens. I'm not going to do the it's odds. Still plus 20,000 on Wemby. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's right. That's right. So the, the odds are going to be forever changing here. Um, I'll update you as the show goes on. I did want to ask you, though, was there anything in the cup check presser yesterday that made you feel like maybe Scoot was still more in play? Because he did. He was vague, but also it's exactly what you would think from a general manager not wanting to tip his hand. The NBA absolutely has benefited from the crowd not knowing because you want people to tune in for the excitement. The surprise is still a fantastic thing in sports. And so the NFL doesn't want the first team overall releasing who they're going to pick. They don't want the second team. In this case, the NBA wants you to be excited about this. Mm -hmm. So that could still be something just from Adam Silver. Yo, Mitch, we're not about to come out here and say who the pick is going to be. At the same time, it did feel like there was a genuine indecisive stance coming into this NBA draft tonight that led me to believe, hey, maybe Brandon Miller shouldn't be such the odds on favorite. Yeah, and I think, too, I, I could see that because the NBA knows the hype and the the love that the NFL draft gets. I mean, people watch the NFL draft from the first round to the last. Most people watch the NBA draft. Really, some people just watch the lottery. Some people watch just the first round. A lot of people watch just the first round. So I could definitely see that uh, being plausible. But as far as there's some, just them trying to keep it close to the vest, I really don't think – that they did know because both of these guys fit into the team in different ways. I felt like if there was a big discrepancy in the position and where you see these guys, because I think that's what it's all about. Where do they see these players? Do you see Scoot one day being a top 10 point guard? Do you see Brandon Miller being a top 10 or a top five uh, wing player? And if you see both of them in that vein, I could see it making a difficult choice for whomever is making it. 
Yeah, it is interesting, too, with some of the betting odds as we continue to talk about, because last year, Vegas had it shift into Palo Boncaro the day of the draft is happening. Similarly, I know the the lines do move based off of how people will bet on it as well. So that is something to take care of and uh, take note of, I should say. And with Mitch Kupchak, I do wonder if that influenced some of these other mock drafts that might have Scoot Henderson going to number two overall i do want to replay you some of this mitch sound in case you missed it yesterday here's mitch discussing how the team is not in a position to draft for fit yet they're still going to be taking the best player available i think several years ago it wasn't a factor at all okay as far as fit you know you were always going to just take the best player and i would say that's still the case today although we are closer to a point in time where we would consider fit But we're not that team that's been in the playoffs for three or four years. And, you know, you're looking to tweak a roster and look for fit when we're not at that place right now. So our decision, you know, is going to remain to be, you know, looking for the player that we think is going to have the best overall career. Yeah. I, I, it's, it's a much better answer on fit than what he had post lottery win. I think Mitch Kupchak as Every once in a while, his media availability tends to lend uh, lend itself to caught a little off guard. Now, you would hope that he's prepared to talk about the odds of moving up in the draft lottery, but that didn't sound like a man that was fully prepared to talk about winning the second pick in the lottery. It seemed like he thought, all right, we'll stay at four. We'll probably get to six. Oh, okay, now it's got to be between Brandon Miller and Scoot. And here he is discussing maybe fit is something we can look at a little more so now than we used to here he changes it here now he's talking about just draft the best player available it does seem like most hornets fans are on that way of thinking which is the correct way in thinking in my opinion i think it is for you too yeah i mean when you're picking second in a draft you're talking about getting a franchise player there's no question about it if you don't get that out of the pick then it is a failure so uh with this guy if you have a player that you know is capable of being a franchise player, regardless of what position they play, it doesn't matter. You draft them. Just mm-hmm. like when the San Antonio Spurs, even though they put Tim Duncan at power forward, he could have been a center as well. They had David Robinson already. They didn't fret at all. They right. took Tim Duncan right there and said, we're going to have two bigs. Now, it was a different era, granted, but still, you get my point. If there are players there that can change your franchise for the better, then you take them regardless of the position and you let the chips fall where they may. Uh, Mitch Kupchak also talked about how easy it is to overthink the second overall selection. Yeah, there is, especially in the last week, right? When you bring players in a second time and, you know, you got to be careful, like I said, that, that you don't discount everything that you've seen over the last year and you just base your final decision on a workout or a 12, 13 minute interview. We've interviewed these kids in Chicago. We've brought them in here extensively. But during the second workouts, you only get to spend, you know, 15, 20 minutes. So you got to be careful. All right, let's go to some text here again. 704-570-9610. We have a lot coming in. JJ wrote, do I see us winning the final soon? No, of course I want to, but we're not going to win it soon. So let's make this team as exciting as possible. Scoot, scoot. Yeah, I want them to be exciting. I don't want that to come at the expense of wins. I'd rather just go ahead and win ball games. I think Scoot helps with that. But also, it's a great benefit to have. It's another pro. And this is how I felt about drafting LaMelo. 
I remember the case about drafting LaMelo. He's going to be flashy. He's going to be fun, but he doesn't help you win right away. Mm-hmm. That narrative flipped completely his rookie year when he was winning every single rookie of the month award in the Eastern conference. People would discuss it's, it's rare to see a rookie have this type of impact on winning. And so it wasn't just LaMelo being the flashy behind the back passer. Now nah, he was really helping them actually get some dubs that season. So maybe Scoot can do the same thing. And maybe Brandon can, if he is the selection as well. Seth from Concord wrote this in. I'm glad Woj said he will not be tipping the picks this year. Do you have a problem when Woj comes in and lets you know who the yes. selection's going to be? Yes, all these guys. But that doesn't mean other guys aren't going to be Shams, doing it. Yeah, Shams made no such yeah. promise. Everybody's always in the race to be first. But no, I hate it. It takes all of the drama out of the draft. That's why I cut my alerts off for all of the sports apps that I have because I don't want to know until I know. What do you think, Fiddy? Because I, I bet you have an opinion on this with trying to figure out what the blueprint of a broadcast should be. Do you like Woj not tipping the picks, and are you one to mute Shams, who made no such promise? Yeah, no. I mean, I'm not going to go to the extent that Wes does where I'm going to mute all of my alerts. I'll maybe put my phone like and do not disturb for like my team or my selection. But overall, like I don't, I don't really care. Like it's it's the age of, that we live in in broadcasting where this stuff gets leaked. Their job is to report what they know. So they're just yeah. doing what they're what, what they get paid a lot of money to do. But I do respect Woj for saying, you know what, I'm not gonna leak picks this year. I wonder if it's a coward move. That's right. I'm calling him out. I wonder if he doesn't want to lose to Shams on tipping the picks so many times where he just bows out of the game. It's like well, it's like you before you actually lose in Madden, you just restart the game before that final score is official. I mean, if that was the case, though, he I would quit reporting a lot of stuff because because Shams has beaten him to a lot of stories the last two, three years. Oh, yeah. But when you know you have to get something like you don't you don't know that a trade is going to happen. You know, a draft pick is going to happen and you got to be the first to the punch on who it is. And Shams, if I'm not mistaken, he kind of roasted Woj last year. Right. And if you're second. In a two-man race, that means you're last. Yes. <laughs> so maybe this. You know what? I'm calling Woj a coward. I'm sorry. Wow. Wo- Wo- Woj. Woj is someone that I was going to try to book him next week. Oh, but but, but here's the thing about Woj too. Um, if he don't mess with you, then he ain't coming on. And so you're right about that. Like that's <laughs> th- th- if if he got wind of this at all, maybe I'll get an email. Or maybe he got windy of this. If he gets windy of this at all, he's not going to hop on with us. All right, let's go to the. Next debut? Yeah. All right. New intro once again. What you got for us, Fitty? Fitty. No? Y'all didn't like it? Yeah, I'm, I was I'm trying to see shook. the connection for why you played the Hey Mickey, You're So Fine oh, at okay. the beginning, and then... Okay, because I, I was trying to pick it up, but maybe we go like... It was well done. I was yeah. just trying to make the connection. Yeah, and instead of Hey Mickey, Hey Fitty. Yeah, Hey Fitty, You're So really Fine. It was really hard, though, to figure out where I wanted to put the Fitty in there, because she says Hey Mickey a lot and very, it's really very fast. quick. Yeah, I love that, though. So, Hey Fitty, You're So Fine, You's, You're So Fine, You Blow My Mind, Hey Fitty. Hey Fitty. Yeah. <laughs> All right, go ahead. All right. Um, some college basketball news after guiding UConn to their fifth national championship. Dan Hurley was rewarded today with a six-year, $33 million contract extension. That's makes him one of the, the highest-paid coaches in college basketball, and that, that's a little college football money, not like what Nick Saban, Kirby Smart, 
and Dabo make, but that's a pretty big contract for the world of college basketball. And Chris Middleton declined his $40 million player option for next season and will become a free agent. A return to Milwaukee hasn't been ruled out, but Walker, yeah. if Brandon Miller if Brandon Miller is your comp, or if he's your comp for Brandon Miller, maybe the Hornets just go out and sign Chris Middleton. Yeah, just get the cooked product already. <laughs> the cooked <laughs> like, product? Yeah. Are you calling him cooked? Yeah, yeah, well, you know, I guess that is a bad thing. It's going to be interesting to see the money that he gets because $40 million for Chris Middleton. I, I mean, I like him. I think he's a good player, but, man, that's a lot of money for him. It is a lot of money. He's a two- and that's stretching it. Yeah, and, and that's with two-time MVP, right. Giannis. Now, I, I like Chris Middleton, but you're right. It's going to be a lot of money. If you're Milwaukee, though, you almost don't have a choice unless you just go after another star. And remember, the free agency class, really weak this year. Yeah. So you're going to have to try to replace him through trades. Or do a signing trade. It's going to be really hard. I, I I bet they bring him back. I do, and I bet Giannis wants him back as well. All right, let's go on to the campus corner. We have some college baseball updates to get to. Wake Forest, are they in trouble? It's Wesson Walker Sports Radio, 92.7 WFN. McDonald's is not new to chicken. So maybe stop questioning that chicken cred and get your hands on the McCrispy. Juicy fried chicken, buttery bun, unmatched pickle to chicken ratio. Yeah, they know what they're doing. In fact, we can honestly say they're not new to chicken. They're true to chicken. The McCrispy. Only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. This is the Wesson Walker Show, Sports Radio, 92.7 WFNZ. Hit that text line. Hit it hard. 704-570-9610. Follow us on social. Check out all the behind the scenes. Access everything you want to see that we got going on during the breaks. Not everything. We can't show you everything. But WFNZ, Twitter, and Instagram. Probably can't. Walker Mail at Walker Mail on Twitter and Instagram at HTB underscore Josh on Twitter and Instagram and at West Bryant underscore 72 on Twitter and Instagram. And now it is time for the campus. Kona, the Diamond Deeks. Tonight's the night. Got to get it done. If you want to go to the College World Series Championship game and take on one of my alma maters, the Florida Gators, which that would be really cool. And this matchup tonight features a pitching matchup for the ages. Okay. Paul Skeens. I'm so tired of seeing his behind on my TV. They cut to him every four pitches to talk about how great he is. He throws 100 miles an hour all the time. He's Paul Bunyan reincarnated. I get it. I get it. He's supposed to be a top three pick in the MLB draft. He was 12-2 and this season, 1.81 ERA. He had 12 strikeouts against Tennessee. Last Saturday, he's got 200 for the season. First pitch in college baseball to accomplish that since Trevor Bauer in 2011. 
But the Deeks, they have an ace of their own. Rhett Louder, projected to be the number seven overall pick in the MLB draft, according to CBS Sports' mock draft. He has an elite changeup and is one of the most complete pitchers in all of college baseball, straight out of Albemarle. Okay? Mm, crib. So it's going to be a great Great matchup is getting petty. LSU was mocking Wake Forest's celebrations that made the rounds on the internet that we talked about yesterday. Uh, my man Hawk out there in the outfield popped a beach ball during the first matchup. LSU uh. fans threw multiple beach balls. I mean, it, it's going to get ugly out there tonight with a trip to the College World Series on the line. Yeah, watching this game last night, Wake Forest just couldn't take uh, care of any opportunity. They had a few men on every once in a while. It was really a guy on first, a guy on second, not able to knock them in. And that is eventually what would allow LSU to go on and win this game just a little too late when you look at what Wake Forest was not able to do. Now, they did come back late in that first game. I thought, all right, they're certainly not going to be out of this thing especially with one, just how good they are, but also because they came back in the first matchup that these two teams had. But yeah, last night, the pitching was too strong. You had strikeouts in key moments for LSU. Wake Forest just not able to get it done. Now, backs against the wall, winner-take-all game. They haven't lost back-to-back games in quite some time, I will say that. But at the same time, you still have to feel very good about Wake Forest. It does seem like they found their formidable opponent, though, here West and LSU. They definitely did, and the big bats for Wake Forest especially my man Brock Wilkin. And then uh, number eight, man, his name escapes me right now. I had it. but uh, he, Sorry, somebody very good. Yes, yes, very, very good. A top MLB selection he will be as well. But uh, those bats haven't been coming to play either. Wake Forest offense hasn't been nearly what it is playing into the narrative that their small ballpark helps them to create a lot of runs and blow people out of games. All right, so NBA draft tonight, as we said, what ACC players are on the table for the number 27 pick? Well, Derek Lively stock has shot up. I've seen him as high as 10, so he may not be there. Derek Whitehead from the Duke Blue Devils, their sharp shooting freshman that they had, he seems to be the only guy that could be there at that 27th pick. The rest of the guys you're talking to, Quavion Smith, looked at as a second rounder. Jordan Miller from Miami, you see, he, you see him every now and again in a mock draft, as well as the ACC player of the year, Isaiah Wong. So it doesn't look like it's going to be a strong night for the ACC in the draft. I mean, honestly, the range where the Charlotte Hornets have those four picks, that's where the ACC players are expected to go. You have Derek Lively, that's going to be the highest drafted of all of them, as he should. Really enjoyed what he did defensively the last couple months of the season. Hit 14 straight threes in a workout. The workouts have been very good to him, so we'll see what happens there. If you want my pick, if I had to choose an ACC player in that 27 to 41 range, mm -hmm. I don't know if he falls there anymore because he's been picking up a lot of steam. I really like Dariq Whitehead, man. I think the shooting is there. Yes, clearly risk because of the injuries, because of the foot injuries that have happened to him. I just think he's going to be able to come back from that, and if he's healthy, that is a good athlete that you saw from his film in high school. When he wasn't a good athlete in, in Duke, right, because he was still rehabbing from some of those injuries, he was still an effective basketball player. I think that's something that's being overlooked. It's, oh, his athleticism isn't here, and so now let's just move away from Dariq. But he still found a way to be effective, shooting the three, understanding, having some nice kickout passes. I really like Whitehead there, and plus I've always been a fan, even if he's been an efficient of, of Tariq, uh, excuse me, Jerquavion Smith. Mm -hmm. I, I've always thought 
that he was a good enough talent to take a chance on as well. The inefficiency really hurt his stock this year. Yeah. He comes back after being probably, I don't know about a lottery pick, but a first-round selection last year. Now he's going to be a second-round guy. There's just too many missed shots. But I think the tournament matchup against Creighton, I think that helps him get drafted maybe in the second round, somewhere in the late 30s, early 40s. So Terquavion is someone that I'm very interested to see transition to the pro level. All right, and so uh, Leaky Black from North Carolina, Concord's own. Could we see him perhaps pop up in the second round somewhere? Charlotte did work him out. Charlotte works everybody out. They actually worked <laughs> out the most. We didn't get of, a workout. We did not. Yeah, I'm. You know what? I'm understanding of that though. Yeah. yeah. J. Cole probably deserves more of a workout than I do. Right. And so you can just go after the rappers that have played ball back. And I'm, I'm not going to be that guy. I do think Leaky Black probably worth a workout. You know, Michael Jordan is going to take care of the Carolina Blue Mafia, sure. as he always does. Um, defensively, you got to really value what he does. And you got to think offensively, he can hold his own enough to not be a liability on the court. And right now he is, especially at the pro level. Hell, we didn't think he was great offensively at North Carolina. Now trying to transition to the NBA. It's going to be tough, but maybe a team values him defensively enough to use like one of their 50th overall picks on him. I agree with you 100%. Licky Black, a great defender. I think he's going to have to get to the NBA the hard way. I think he could end up there maybe one day, but I think it's going to take some overseas, some G League, and, and some of that type of seasoning to get him there. As you said, offensively, especially in today's NBA, Hard to see Leaky getting a chance, but when we come back, we're going to talk more Panthers and Hornets. This is the Weston Walker Show, Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ.